Welcome to the Book Catcher Podcast. I'm Janice Mathis from Lira Learning, and I'm here with Dr. Margaret Polycastro. In today's episode, Dr. Polycastro will recommend books on climate change. Please visit liralearning.com to purchase these books and learn more about how Lira Learning supports school libraries. So, Margaret, what books did you catch this week? Hello, Janice. It's great to be with you today. Uh, We're going to talk about climate change and books that really give us some wonderful uh, ways to get our kids active in climate change. And I'm not excited about the impact of this topic of climate change. Today in Chicago, it's almost uh, 90 degrees and tomorrow's forecast is for 99 But more importantly, we are um, under a very high air quality alert index today, which of course is affecting everybody. And so I am excited to talk about books, though, that focus on climate change and more importantly, what we can do to help in this climate change crisis. And the first book that I want to talk to you about today is called Old Enough to Save the Planet, and the subtitle is Be Inspired by Real-Life Children Taking Action Against Climate Change. I caught this book actually from one of my graduate students this summer who was using it as a read-out-loud in her class as they were studying climate change. So Old Enough to Save the Planet is by Lol King and illustrated by Adelina Lirius. Um, This was published in 2021. And I just want to say that was two years ago. And I don't think the author could have ever anticipated where we are two years later and the need for becoming activists to climate change. This book is for ages 8 through 12 and grades 3 through 7. And what I really want to give a big shout out about this book is the format. And I'm seeing more and more formats of real life scenarios of children becoming activists and taking on real life causes. And this book starts out by calling all activists. And it gives us 12 Uh, scenarios of children from around the globe that are really working for climate change. For example, there's Felix in Germany, and he created Plant for the Planet. Vince from France created a garden to reduce food wastes. And Jordan from New York came up with this idea of better and responsible uses of palm oil products to reduce the destruction of rainforests. So when you begin this book, it has 12 pictures, illustrations of each of these young children from around the world and their cause. And then as you go into the book, what I really love about this is that the illustrator has shown 
on each page. So there's there's two page and open spread for the 12 scenarios of the activists. And it goes through the beautiful illustrations and details of each of their causes. And as always, I am such a fan of the information or endnotes that are in the back of a book. And this one is no exception. It's got this uh, 10 ways that you can save the planet. Um, For example, buy products with little or no packaging. Stop food wastes. Think carefully before traveling by airplane. Um, And then it's got 10 things you can do to make your voice heard from write to your representatives to stay up to date with the news, speak out at every opportunity. And so I really think this is a wonderful book and I'm giving it many, many stars because this is the kind of information we need to get into the hands of teachers, librarians, and of course, the children. The second book I want to talk about is titled When the World Runs Dry, and the subtitle is Earth's Water Crisis. And again, this book was written in 2022, and I caught this book last year after reading some terrific reviews about it, and I just had to get it. And again, I just want to say a year ago, I don't think we could have anticipated where we are just one year later. So this book is by Nancy Castellato, and the reading ages are 9 to 12 and grades 4 through 7. But I'm also recommending this as a great young adult book or an adult book. The inside cover of this book shows like cracked parch earth, and it just catches your eye immediately. So this book is really confronting environmental issues with water supply, both quality and quantity of water supply. And I just wanted to give you a little snippet as I glance over the table of contents here. And there are chapters about lead in water, chemicals in water, pipelines protesting, uh, fracking, agricultural contamination, and flooding and sea level. So I was very curious about one of the scenarios in here about Flint, Michigan, and uh, Not only does it cover Flint, Michigan, it gives scenarios from around the world, and it includes pictures and case studies. I happen to absolutely love, love, love chapter 11, because it's how you can make a difference. And it's everything from conserving water to uh, how we can use less energy, And it's just full of how we, you know, can protect our water quality and become a water warrior. So I think it's really great. And in the end, there's um, a wonderful glossary and more resources. So hats off uh, to Nancy 
Castaldo for this wonderful book. And we all need to get involved because water is essential for life. The third book that I want to talk to you about is called Wildfire. And this is by Ashley Wolf. And this book actually caught my attention in the John Merlot branch of a Chicago public library, which is my local library. And it was standing up on the bookshelf. And, you know, this was, of course, very catching to me because of everything going on in current events with the wildfires in Canada. So this book is geared for ages three through eight and grades pre-K through three. It's written by Ashley Wolf, written in 2021. Again, I don't think two years ago the author would have been able to forecast what has been happening in the Canadian wildfires and how they are certainly affecting everybody. This is a picture book, but what I love about it is so informational. It's fact-based, and it just immerses you. I mean, it more than immerses you, you feel like you are inside of what happens in a forest wildfire. And it's got lovely illustrations, uh, but it, it really goes through in such an informational way about how do animals survive in wildfires and forests. It talks about the towers that are in forests where the workers there, they spot and alert the crews when, when there's a fire and how the pilots get launched orders so they can get in their planes talks about smoke jumpers. That was a new one for me. They are the ones who parachute out uh, to fight the fire. And it talks about the ground crews fighting the fire. And again, this has lovely endnotes. And what I love about this book with the endnotes, it goes back and gives the history about Smokey the Bear and only you can prevent forest fires. And how many of you knew that that was first, that was first publicized in 1944 to get the American public to help? prevent firefighters. Um, And that was through the U.S. Forest Service. So again, it's got great author's information, uh, firefighting terms, and it's got firefighting tools. I give this book lots and lots of stars because I think this is a great way to introduce young children to what is happening in the world with our climate, the effects of fires, and much, much more. And with that, I just want to say we all play a part in trying to help and preserve our planet. Thank you, Margaret. To review and purchase these books, go to liralearning.com. Lyra Learning leverages the power of books like these to provide students with instruction in modern literacy. The Lyra curriculum constructs knowledge 
through inspiring texts, discourse, and inquiry to engage students in real-world concepts. Lessons include connections to award-winning literature, STEM, making, social-emotional learning, civic, and global issues. You can learn more at liralearning.com.